Miracy. There once lived a man who was poor but as sharp as a bone needle. The same village lived a rich man who thought himself smarter than the night is black. The rich man was walking along one time when he spotted his neighbor in the distance, leaning against a tree. Coming up to him, he said, I've heard you possess the tongue of a magpie and the brain of a fox, but you cannot outwit me. I could do so for sure, replied the other, but not right now. I've left my box of tricks at home. Hi, I'm Lisa Bloom, the Story Coach, and you're listening to Once Upon a Business. In each episode, we explore a story, a fairy tale, folk tale, or traditional story, so that we can discover the amazing lessons relevant for business and for entrepreneurs. The rich man gave a mocking laugh. Then run home and fetch your box. I'll wait for you. I would gladly do so, replied the other, but you see, if I move away from this leaning silver birch, it will fall over. The rich man grinned. Enough of your excuses. Just go and get your box of tricks and I'll hold up the tree till you get back. And off went the quick-witted one, smiling to himself. In the meantime, the boaster waited and waited, holding up the tree. It was only when the villagers gathered to laugh at him that he realized he had been tricked. And never again did he boast about his quick wit. So this story feels like a kind of trickster tale. They're usually short, imaginative stories that often use animals as main characters and sometimes end with a lesson taught or a moral. Tricksters are smart and use their knowledge to play tricks or to try and bend the rules. These tales are used to entertain and often to teach a lesson about how to behave and treat other people. The trickster tales also illustrate how a smaller or weaker animal uses cunning to outwit a stronger, more powerful animal. And so in this story, the smaller or weaker is the person with less means, the poor man. But he proves to be smart and able to outwit the rich man who boasts of his superior intelligence. The poor man outwits the rich man so easily, it's comical. And yet I wonder what the lesson is of the story. Is it just that because you're rich, you may not be the smartest person in the room? Well, that's for sure. And yet it plays to a common thread in many fables and tales, that being rich is bad, and the poor person seems to always have the wisdom and virtue. I wonder about this. Can a person not be wealthy and wise? Does being rich also equate to being brash, dishonest, and arrogant? This is often the case in stories. It seems to me that it plays into a kind of mindset that I see often with business owners, especially as they start out, that somehow success is shameful. Doing well is not something they're proud of, but instead feel they need to be apologetic and prove their worth beyond wealth. Like the starving artist who shies away from charging what they're worth. Can we not be successful and humble? Can we not be wealthy and wise? I would hope so. The story also reminds me that in the entrepreneurial world, especially online, there's no shortage of tricksters. People who would try to outwit their customers, to pull the wool over their eyes in order to make a sale. 
We do have to market our services and products, but if we're arrogant and pushy because we think we know what our customers need without really being in tune with them, we'll fall flat on our faces. Our customers are not there to be tricked. We're here to serve them. It's on us to be sincere and authentic. And if not, our potential customers will see through the trickery of our shallow promises. The rich man boasts of his quick wit. I've always had a strong reaction to people who boast about their abilities. It makes me really uncomfortable. And my inclination is to walk away. I'm so much more interested in authenticity and vulnerability and showing up as real. I want to hear a heartfelt message that can potentially serve a need I have or solve a problem I'm struggling with so that I can be seen as a client that needs help, not a way to earn money and be hunted down and dominated. In the story, the rich man is ridiculed by the villagers and only then realizes that he's been tricked. They laugh at him, and as the story goes, never again did he boast about his quick wit. So he learned his lesson, and we should give him credit for that. It's not easy to admit when you're wrong, but it's part of emotional growth and maturity. When we can admit our mistakes and share our vulnerability, it's much more appealing and attractive. In business, we need to do this more. It's our mistakes that we learn the most from, and when we share them, it's a powerful way to bring people together in community and humility and in common fallibility. I remember working with a wonderful company that wanted to learn how to identify and share their stories. Over time, though, I noticed that they were great at curating their hero stories, the times that people had done amazing things and been super successful, but they seemed to ignore their failure stories. I often wondered why it was that the very stories that they learned the most from were the ones they were reluctant to tell. In retrospect, they understood that these failures were where the most learning happened, and yet they were still struggling to tell the stories. I think that we need to embrace our mistakes and not shy away from talking about them. They're what makes us human and vulnerable and ultimately relatable. They're a powerful way to connect with potential clients. And so we end with the rich man who learns his lesson and perhaps repents his ways. He learns both humility and that the poor man is pretty smart. But I wonder, does the trickster learn anything? He gets away with ridiculing the rich man and entertaining the villagers by doing so. Perhaps this is the lesson. When we ridicule others, when we use tricks to fool others or entertain, we might get away with it, but do we learn anything from it? Do we become better in any way? Do we truly gain in reputation or connection? I would suggest probably not. Or maybe he's simply writing a wrong. It's not okay to assume that the poor person is not smart, that a person without means can be won over, outsmarted, and disrespected. Maybe the poor man's actions in the story just proves that everyone has value and contribution, and we shouldn't assume superiority because we have means. In our world, of unconscious bias where privilege has power, this is a very important lesson indeed. I'm Lisa Bloom, and you've been listening to Once Upon a Business. You can find out more about me at story-coach.com. That's story-coach.com. Once Upon a Business is part of the Miracy FM podcast network which also includes such shows as Just Between Coaches and Course Lab. This episode of Once Upon a Business was produced by Cynthia Lam. Michi Lance assembled the episode. Danny Inney is our executive producer. Post-production was by Post Office Sound. 
To catch the episodes that are coming up on Once Upon a Business, please follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the show, please leave us a starred review. It really does help us out. Thank you. We'll see you next time.